Welcome to another All Business Podcast. This is Ted Schubel. Thank you for bringing us up on your phone or computer or wherever you're listening. This is where we talk with area business owners, the people that make the region work. When we come back, we're all business. The All Business Podcast is supported by Richmond to DC HelpWanted.com. Most folks who work here love living here, and that makes a difference. At Richmond to DC HelpWanted.com, they're proud to work the hometown advantage around the clock, connecting local employers to local job seekers. Richmond to DC HelpWanted.com makes it easy to post a job and it's local, so you won't get spammed by faraway job seekers. And if you're looking for a good local job, search jobs and apply online right now. Get the advantage of finding a job close to home at Richmond to DC HelpWanted.com. Local jobs that work. On the All Business Podcast this week, we are going to talk about uh, Focus by Henderson. Sue Henderson in studio with us this morning. Sue, it's always good to have you here. It's always good to have the Sue Henderson with me. (laughs) That's funny. Thanks. Focus by Henderson is your company. You yes. come in. You come in and talk to us about a lot of different things. You're you're you have been a consultant uh, in in the arts world and in uh, other things for a long time. But uh, what you do is focused by Henderson, and I'll let you I'll let you describe it because you have just a you have a fabulous life, I believe. Oh well, thanks. I mean, you know, you have to build the life you want, right? Um, so that's what I set out to do. Um, well, Henderson Productions, um, focused by Henderson, is. Um, all about really trying to experience or to capture cultures um, in a, in daily life to show how common we are to how we are all so similar. I mean, a kid in Zanzibar picks up a stick and plays the same as a kid in Fredericksburg, right? Um, and there's so many things that bring us together in society so polarized um, these days that. Um, and I have had the good fortune from a life in the military and, and, and all sorts of other uh, adventures that um, I have experienced more than 145 countries around the world. So I, I am just constantly affronted by the similarities, not the differences. We're so polarized, right? But, but the similarities between us and the things that we have in common that I just feel um, it's, it's my mission actually to share that. And you've had a great opportunity just because there have been some some overseas trips and some some overseas contacts in this area that uh, you have been able you've you've tagged along and been able to document a lot of these things. Sure. Well, yeah, you're probably talking about the Nepal mm-hmm. um, group. I'm the cultural chair for the Nepal Sister City um, by choice. You know, um, I mean, I do that anyway with the arts and everything else, but. Um, yeah, it was. It, I had a delightful first experience there in 2017. We're headed back in a couple of weeks, actually, um, this year, um, and uh, it's just an opportunity to really connect with people. I'm I'm interested so much more in how we connect and not how we disconnect. It's a great. It's 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 great that you're able to use the the talents that you've acquired over the years to be able to tell those those kind of stories and to be able to do that and to kind of bring people together just kind of one person at a time. One person at a time or, you know, with the books that I publish or with the blog I have or whatever, maybe more than one person at a time. Right. But, um, yeah, 
the human experience is not really any different. I mean, we all really want to just raise our families safely and and eat and laugh and uh, do something that we love and and be engaged with other people, be of service perhaps in many places if we can, if we have that luxury. There's lots of countries where there isn't that luxury, but um yeah, you know, I mean, I think that we have a lot more in common and we spend so much time looking at negative and looking at divisiveness. Mm-hmm. Um, and I work very hard in my personal life and in my professional life to um, be inclusive and um, and bring it all together and look for the positive. Every day in my family, no matter what age you are, we got four or five generations maybe sometimes sitting around a table but every single day at dinner time, we have to talk, Each everybody has to say something that made them smile today. That's a nice thing to do. Because you have to balance the negative, right? At the end of the day, you're fighting with traffic or you're fighting with, you know, uh, something that happened at work or or anything like that. And you you bring home the frustrations of the day. Let's just make sure we balance that. I'm not saying we're going to eliminate those negatives. You you have to let that out. But um, let's make sure we balance it. And we have something positive as well at the end of the day. When Henderson Productions was formed, has it gone the way you thought? Or is this kind of the situation where... You 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 set up a business and it it kind of goes, it, it just becomes kind of an organic thing. Um, yes. <laughs> well, I mean, I always have traveled my yeah. entire life, and I always knew that travel was a part of who I was. And I have always, frankly, even from when I was a girl, journaled um, and written. Um, but I never published any of that until probably. I don't know, maybe six, seven years ago. Um, So, you know, 45, 50 years of not publishing stuff. And then you realize, oh, I'm not actually half bad at this. Um, Often I would share um, with a small select group of friends, particularly in the email age. Mm -hmm. You could share notes about, you know, this is what I was doing or that, whatever. Um, I I appear to be a little unique in that regard. Um, I don't think so. I don't find it particularly unusual. You are unique. I think there's no, there's no, argument there but i but i have a a pretty detailed research process when i'm doing a trip when i'm planning a trip it can start more than a year in advance and i read things i won't go a place unless i've read three or four books and i'm not talking about travel books i'm talking about first person narratives either history or Hmm. um famous maybe travelers it could be anybody um and uh, and I absorb all of that, and I take notes. Um, so you know, if I'm going down to Key West, I'll read Hemingway's *The Old Man in the Sea*, and then I'll read about his biography about what, what what intrigued him so much about Key West, so that I have a sense of a place before I go there. And then I also, now that I'm um, really fundamentally a photographer, I um. I will also sort of just Google images of a place just to get an idea of Hmm. both what is already overshot from what angle. So I don't repeat that, but also mostly to get a sense of a place and to combine those things in my mind. So my journals are littered with, you know, Theroux once said, or here's the poem from Old Man in the Sea or whatever that, that really caught my eye or made me think, oh, you know. Yeah, I read Out of Africa before going on a safari, you know, and, and, and actually Hemingway's The Green Hills of Africa, which was fabulous if you haven't read it. it is, I have read it. It is, it is good. It's amazing. Yeah, and, and Hemingway's just so yeah. easy to read. Yeah. Anybody can read Hemingway. Yeah. That's the great thing about picking up his yeah, books. As opposed to Les Miserables, which is what I chose to read before I would go to Paris. So that's a different challenge. That'll take you a year. I was going to say. I read War and Peace before I would go to Russia. 
Really? I just wanted some sense of a place in the history and the tumult and, and you know, whatever. Um, and those are somewhat classics, you know. You talked about some books, and, and yeah. I, I looked at them, and they're, they're just fabulous because they, there's Nepal, there's Alaska. There's just a lot of uh, – uh, when, when someone – go through the process. How, I guess people hire you for different reasons. Yeah. Yeah, so sometimes I go on my own, like the Nepal trip with the cultural, um, you know, the cultural exchange. Um, and other times we go, um, we have two books that were out because we connected up with some friends who, oh, we've known them long before they became uh, MasterChef on the television show. Um, oh, okay. And so um, she wanted to explore culinary um, Alaska and uh, culinary France and so we hooked it up we've been friends for ages but um, it you know it's a, it's a working relationship as well um, and so for both of those trips I did all the tour planning and the travel planning um, fundamentally I'm responsible for planning and documenting when we when we go out together um, the guys do all the maintenance and the driving or whatever which on a motorhome is not insignificant yeah um, and she wants to which just breaks my heart do all the cooking and cleaning which is like wow this is a horrible trip <laughs> so I get to plan it all decide where we're going and yeah. then she's gonna do this um, but the French trip is a great example of um, um, we had done the Alaska trip and gotten a lot of buzz on her uh, social media. Um, I feed her every day with some kind of a, um, uh, fo um, photographs and some blips, just some short things for social media. And then a lot of people in the MasterChef world were like, wow, you have to come and do this for us or come to our country. So the, the France trip turned out to be four different three and four star Michelin chefs inviting her into their kitchens and us going along to hmm. document it. And turn, yeah. we had to eat it afterwards. Oh, how awful could you? That's horrible. Yes. So then sure. I'm journaling about a ridiculous 12 course <laughs> meal in a four star French restaurant, which you, there are not enough superlatives. Um, you just flat run out of them. You cannot say wow any more <laughs> often. Um, you know, and then that those journals ultimately get edited and put together with the photos into into the book. Okay, so now we're talking about some some these some of these things that you know Nepal that that kind of mm -hmm. I mean those those are those are big things. What if I'm just having a family reunion and have family together in Partlow or yeah. White Oak this weekend? There's all sorts of unique, cool stuff in Partlow, and you know and that's where I, and and yeah. that's where i think too that that you really shine on that and on, on doing that kind of thing of just being able to just being able to document emotions and people and, and and that kind of thing well again it's about the it's about the way we are all the same right yeah. it's about people laugh or they taste a lemon and they scrunch up their face a certain way right you could see that coming you can i love markets any kind of markets at local overseas anywhere because people are really weighing the value of this artichoke or this you know apple over that one and taste yeah. testing them and interacting and the cultural exchange is not any different whether you're in india or whether you're in spotsylvania sue henderson with henderson productions focused by henderson here this morning on the uh, all business podcast and uh we're just we're i, I I, what I like about what you do, Sue, in the in the pictures, because now everybody has a digital camera, or many of us have digital cameras, or everybody's got True. a phone, cell phones, and they're taking stuff. And with they're amazing, but cameras phones. in the cell phones. Oh, it is, yeah. and, and they're they're doing uh, amazing things. 
but you're just you you really are able to what what you do is art. I mean, not not all pictures are art, but what you do is well, thank art. Thank you. I mean, you know, any skill you have, it doesn't matter. It could be just making eggs, right? Any skill you have, peanut butter jelly sandwich, you improve the older you get or the better you the more you practice it and what is what's that phrase Ten thousand hours makes you an expert at something and if you do anything if you tie yeah. your shoes ten thousand times you're going to be pretty good at tying yeah. your shoes um and that's exactly what this is i mean i i clearly have a creative mindset and and i look at things differently but i also research to figure out a different angle on it before i go you know, I'm trying hard to not capture the same thing um, that yeah. everybody else does. But it's also, um, yeah, you got to know the equipment. You, I'm not all about a lot of fancy schmancy equipment. You've seen me out. My, my camera, most of the time, I don't have one that changes lenses. I was going to um, say, it's just a, it's, 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 a, it's a Sony, isn't it? Uh, I have a Fuji now. It's a, I okay. A Sony, yeah. And it's, yeah, it is. But that was the thing because I kind of, and, and I will say, I, I hung around you at Ferry Farm earlier this year for maybe a half hour. Right. And I learned more from you in a half hour and just watching angles and just the way you took pictures than I think I would have just reading a book. Well, thank you. I mean, there's a lot of principles that you can get out of a book and you can learn I, all sorts of things like composition and whatever. And of course, know your equipment, right? Know your camera, whatever that is. Mm -hmm. um, just know your equipment. But I'm trying to switch gears now to be even less, like to literally try to figure out how to do what I like to do on my cell phone. I, I like big zoom and that that's not on my current edition of the cell phone yet. Yeah. Um, so that'll be a challenge. But um, the, I have requirements for what I expect out of a camera, but they're not that expensive. I mean, you can get what I need out of a $200 camera or a $300 camera. That's interesting. That, that, to, it's not about money. Yeah, to do what you do, um, you, that, that you can do it like that. And there are... There's an effort in my mind. I'm, I'm reading people who are more skilled than I because you have to keep learning, right? Um, and and following a lot of interesting people in their blogs and their comments. But I there's a lot of in me now that is actually pulling way back. When digital first came in, I would just shoot everything because you could just reject 90% of it mm -hmm. if you wanted to, right? So what if it was junk? But it's hard you to know. go through all of that. It's so time consuming. You have some... to do it that day. No, you have to do it that day yeah. or the next day, especially if you're on some trip someplace. Oh, no, no, no. You have to. You can't. I was going to say. Uh, no, and uh, but I'm also blessed with the constitution that I only need six hours of sleep. So everybody else goes to bed and I just do that. And then I'm like, fine, because it's quiet time. Um, you know? Yeah. But yeah, you have to get in a rhythm. If you're going to document stuff the way I do, you have to get in that kind of a rhythm for sure. And it's important to have somebody like you to document certain things because we, we okay. all talk about how uh, we don't have photo albums like we, we used to anymore. For sure. And if if there is something that there is something coming down the pike that uh, is is really important to you or your or your family or something like that, it's it's worth it's worth checking this kind of thing out just for the for the for the, the historical documentation just just for you know you and your family it is if, especially if you're doing something um out of love right it's all about passion i do this out of a, out of a yeah. passion and um and family is a perfect place to start with that kind of thing but it don't misunderstand i mean for me to put one of these books together you have to assume that i'm spending maybe two hours maybe an hour on downloading photos and an hour on writing of some sorts mm -hmm. every day when i'm out on the road so that's a couple hours at that time 18 day trip you're now 
up to 30 plus 40 hours. Um, and then and then it'll take me another 40 hours to edit it and figure it out and put it in a book. Yeah. So, you know, you're, you're talking maybe 100 hours or something, and I'm practiced at it. So it didn't it took me a lot longer the first time around or the second time around. So you see people who scrapbook. Right. Um, and they get really good at it after a while, just like anything else. If you yeah. figure out how you like the page to look or you get a routine or you get a system in place and, you know, you can make that happen. That, it's it's important, I guess, then to, if, if this is something you're interested in, develop. It's, it's easy to develop the skill just because there are there, there are a lot of helps out there that, that yeah. online or, or, or just, yeah. just either books or classes. I mean, for me, it's not about selling the books as much as it is about creating the books. Yes. Right. I don't spend any effort at all marketing to sell these books. And I'm not even doing that right now. I mean, I really for me, I, you can go online and read them for free if you click and you because I purposely make the previews the whole book and not just a portion to tease you to buy it. Yeah. Um, and you can buy it as an ebook for, you know, next to nothing as opposed, I don't stock them. I don't have a whole basement full of these books that I heard around. No offense to anybody who does. I mean, I, that is a more cost effective way, right? Yeah. Um, but it's just not, I'm not interested in that. I'm interested in creating the work and I'm interested in sharing the common cultural experiences that we have. And, and if that results in me selling book once in a while, well, that's wonderful. You also do throw some things um, minus the book, of where you'll. I mean, I've, you, you've you've been uh, you've been hired uh, locally by oh, sure. by by local sure. governments and things just sure. to just to to uh, to, uh, to document events. Well, I mean, you know, a lot of what I do, even if I'm going someplace, I contact the tourist board. I take pictures for tourism boards all over the world. Um, so why not take pictures for? tourism offices here you know and so I do a lot of that I think uh, the current cover of the visit Fred guide is one of my photos from kayaking out at crow's nest oh okay um, and there's numbers of those photos around and lots of brochures and stuff um, yeah because you have to make a living at something <laughs> but um, <laughs> but the and and I love that I mean I love that and it frankly it's a significantly more difficult challenge for me to capture my daily experience in places that I know well um, all this region um, that I travel all the time it's very hard to get a fresh eye and a fresh look at that I have been known to actually walk around with um, guests or visitors to try to see what catches their eye so I can go back later and hmm. try to photograph it because the stuff you see in a daily basis doesn't seem very original or unique to you you know so that's in my creative process I'm wor I work hard at trying to find a new angle like I love that bridge but I don't need another picture of the bridge from the dock right I, personally yes um, so I, and I'm not going to go take another picture that, like there is no sunset there is no fog there is no birds that I have not already shot down there at that dock I and I'm not saying that there isn't something unique, but I've been down there capturing people during the raft race or kayaking or paddleboard. It doesn't matter. I've taken a lot of pictures of the dock. So is there another angle on the dock? Is there another way I could take? Maybe. You know, I still haven't found it. I'm still looking. Um, but I can only take so many pictures of that dock before I don't think it's unique or different anymore. Yeah. Well, I think again, I, th I think you're you're a great example of how you have I've, all through, really through your life, you have put passions together and and, and made them into into careers. That's the plan. <laughs>
or that was the hope. So so um, many people don't though. So many people get stuck in a in a in well, a cubicle. Well, sometimes I lament that I haven't um, stuck to one thing. I'd be amazingly good at it if I just <laughs> did one thing, right? But I never did that. So, um, but I I knew pretty early on that I had to have a creative life. I have switched. I, I the beginning of my career was um, performing arts and collaborative arts in many ways, mm-hmm. and now I'm significantly less collaborative. And I I still do. I still love to sing. You can see me out singing once in a while, but mostly um, I do these non-collaborative arts now because it's something that I can control and be even quicker on the on the move. I'll never forget when um, Celebration Stage in Stafford at Pratt Park was dedicated, you sang the national anthem. I didn't know you sang. Well, there you go. And you got up there and I was just, it was, it was fantastic. Thanks. And you walked off and I said, I didn't know you sang. And you were like, eh. You should, you know, I, I should have researched you. Well, no, I mean, I don't even know how you would research that. I'm not even sure it's that <laughs> evident. But, um, yeah, no, I have a music degree, and I spent, uh, you know, many, many years of my life as a, as a performer. And uh, I guess the most thing that people most know is that I was a vocal director for Royal Caribbean for 10 years, which was sort of after my performing years, uh, sort of. Um, but, you know, we lived in foreign countries as in military, so I got exposed to a lot of different opportunities to perform. And frankly, I, I am a musical theater girl, and living in England was perfect because they always wanted an American for the American shows. Hmm. Um, so I was the lead in everything. I mean, you know, it was great. I loved it. So I guess the, one, one of the takeaways that we as we have talked about this morning is that uh, just as you're, as you're out, whether, and whether you're doing it with a, an expensive camera with a long lens or just your cell phone, Look for different angles. Look for different angles. Follow your passions. If your thing is window boxes, photograph window boxes everywhere you go. You know, if you just, I don't even know I have those trends until I get home and I start going, geez, what do I got a thing for like kids with sticks? What? You know, or do I have some kind of weird obsession with window? Literally, I do have some kind of window and shutters thing. I don't know what that's all about. I never thought of that. And kids with sticks, both. Honestly, now that you say that, crazy for me. I never put that they together. They just catch my eye right away, right? Flowers in a window box. It doesn't matter what country or windows with yeah. curtains breezing out. Some of my most uh, popular photos are that. So if someone wants to find out more about... Um Henderson Productions, focused by Henderson. What's what, what's the best way to do that? Focusedbyhenderson.com. Okay. Focusedbyhenderson.com. Then it'll link you back to the Facebook page. And um, I mean, I have a weekly blog. Okay. Uh, at least weekly, sometimes more. Um, so if you really want to know my philosophy, <laughs> I'm sure there's a lot of like stuff out there that make people just go, "Really? Did she just write that?" But if anybody's reading it, but um, there you go. And the books are they're 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 terrific books. If you're looking for colorful books on a on a on a coffee table or wherever, they they really are. They're 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 they uh, they are addictively just because there's a, there's they're they're very colorful pictures and the, the the writing catches you. Well, I mean, the most recent is the Tanzania one, and you know there there's things in there like the inappropriately limerick of the bustard, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, and some kind of. Odd musing I got my head in in the lull out on the Serengeti about, you know, the beauty and why hyenas are supposed to be so bad. And, I mean, you, know, you just get whatever's coming out of me. Focusedbyhenderson.com <laughs> for more information. Sue Anderson, thank you. Thank you, Ted. If you like listening to this podcast, please link, comment, and subscribe. We're on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Music. You can also find us on Channel B online at B1015.com, keyword 
podcasts. If you want to talk about your business, I'd like to hear from you. You can contact me, Ted at WFVARadio.com. Ted at WFVARadio.com. We would like to highlight your business. Thank you so much for listening. I'm Ted Schubel. We'll see you next time when we become all business. The views, thoughts, and opinions expressed by the host and guests in this podcast are their own and not necessarily those of Centennial Broadcasting.